Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for returning. In this segment, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Jessica Randolph. She's joining us here to talk about the risk of diabetes and diabetes-related eye disease, such as diabetic retinopathy uh, prevention, and the importance of access to care. Uh, diabetes is the leading cause of new cases of blindness in adults aged 18 to 64. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Randolph. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. Well, was ophthalmology your, your first love uh, going into medicine? It was not. I was interested in radiation oncology, actually. Mm-hmm. My father is a radiation oncologist, and I had a lot of exposure through him to medicine. And so I thought that would be what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I liked the idea of, you know, helping people in this critical time in their life and you know, being able to be a support and to, you know, uh, work on cancer as a disease, I thought was really interesting. Um, but in medical school, I realized that I wanted to use my hands more and do more surgeries. And uh, someone suggested that I try ophthalmology. And at that point, I kind of fell in love with it. And for us, there's so much going on in the eye. Um, I have diagnosed people with diabetes and cancers and thyroid problems and all sorts of kind of overall medical problems Mm -hmm. just from their eye exam. So it's really, um, it's really broader and more in depth than a lot of, a lot of people know and realize. Um, We use all the stuff that we learned in medical school all the time, just maybe not in the same depth that I used to with like (laughs) certain things, you know, I don't know like kidney labs or, you know, a little out of my realm these days. (laughs) But um, there are, I think, eight subspecialties within ophthalmology. And so after four years of medical, uh, sorry, four years of residency, then you can either do a one to two year fellowship in eight other things. And so the eye really is very complex. um, And I just... All that complexity was really neat. I did a two-year surgical retina fellowship in Houston, Texas, and that's where I learned how to treat diabetes more surgically and with lasers and injections and other things that I treat as a retina specialist like macular degeneration, retinal detachment, uh, macular holes. Those are the big things that people have heard about. Talk briefly about your work with the American Diabetes Association. Was it your work with the eyes that led you to the American Diabetes Association? Yes, I work with the American Diabetes Association on their focus on diabetes eye health initiative. Mm -hmm. And so this initiative, which is led by the ADA in collaboration with their visionary partners, VSP, VSP, excuse me, and Regeneron works to raise awareness about diabetes-related eye disease and provide resources and support to people who are at risk for diabetes-related eye disease. What are some of the symptoms? What should we be looking for? And is all diabetes-related eye disease basically the same or are there many, many differences? No, there are many differences. And the one thing that links them all is that in the beginning, there are no symptoms. And this is why it's really important to have regular screenings. Diabetic patients should be screened at minimum once a year. And most of the time, patients will not have any symptoms. And it's not until late stage disease that you can have eye symptoms. And so a lot of patients that I see haven't had an exam in five years or 10 years and things are really bad back there and they don't notice Um, or 
by the time they do notice and they come in, things are, you know, really, really badly. Whereas if they'd come in earlier, then I could have detected the diabetic retinopathy and we could have taught treatment or, you know, maybe knowing that their eyes were really going downhill would help inspire them to, you know, pay more attention to their medications and their diet and do those other things that we use to treat diabetes. So just because a person is diagnosed with diabetes and has been maybe living with it for years, these problems are preventable. Absolutely. Diabetic eye disease is preventable. And that's the the hard part for me, you know, that that kind of breaks my heart is when people don't know and they don't realize. And so patient education is really important and making sure that patients are getting in for their exams Um, because it just it really stinks when there's a patient who comes in and now I'm talking about doing surgery for them and I don't know if their vision is going to come back like it used to be. And all was preventable if I hadn't started seeing them much sooner for their for their eye exams. You know, the last couple, three years have really shed a light on disparities in healthcare among many groups uh, in many specialties. Why are minority populations disproportionately affected by diabetes related eye disease and what can be done about that? In general, racial and ethnic minorities have a much higher disease burden from diabetes and worse control, more likely to have complications. And a lot of that is is linked to, gosh, so many multifactorial things, you know, socioeconomic status, uh, historical uh, distrust of the medical system, um, access to care, um, healthcare and insurance reasons. And so with all of those things combined, diabetes in general has you know, a much greater effect on our racial and ethnic minority patients. And so it's, you know, a trickle-down effect for the eyes. And a lot of patients uh, have never seen an ophthalmologist before, and they think that since their eyes are seen well, that they're doing fine. Or, you know, maybe they just need reading glasses, and so they never think to go in to the clinic and have a full dilated exam so that we can screen for those problems. Because, again, most of the diabetic retinopathy changes are asymptomatic until they're very severe. And so it's so important to have those screening exams done. So once you've been diagnosed and you've gained access to to quality care, how is diabetic retinopathy or any of these uh, eye diseases treated? Most treatment is with treating the diabetes itself. Mm -hmm. So diabetic retinopathy starts very mild and then it gets worse as things progress as time progresses and those diabetes damage to the small blood vessels in the eyes continues. And so the first stage is always making sure that that A1C is under good control and the blood sugars are stable and we've kind of got the basic diabetes maintenance, you know, really locked down. And then once we start to get into complications of the diabetes, we treat those with different ways. Um, One way is with the laser in the eye and there's a lot of different lasers that we use in ophthalmology and uh, everyone thinks that we do LASIK, but LASIK is kind of only one small piece of ophthalmology and it's a completely different laser and it's used for vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, the laser that we're using is to treat the diabetes. And so it's a different type of laser that goes into the back of the eye. It doesn't affect the vision at all, but the purpose is to treat the diabetes. We also use a series of injections in the eye of medicine called anti-VEGF medications. And those are used to treat diabetic macular edema and the worst type of diabetes called proliferative diabetic retinopathy. 
Um, and then if none of that works or we have complications like retinal detachments from the diabetes or vitreous hemorrhages bleeding into the jelly part of the eye, then surgery is often an option. And so I do a large number of my surgical patients are diabetes-related complications. Are these diabetes-related eye diseases a, a risk whether you have type 1 or type 2 diabetes? And the second question is, where can our listeners learn more? Yes. So these are a risk whether you have type 1 or type 2 diabetes. The difference is when the screenings are recommended. So for a type 2 diabetic who is newly diagnosed, the screening guidelines are recommended that they have a dilated eye exam immediately. You know, it's not urgent, but sometime right around diagnosis. For a type 1 diabetic, the initial screening is within the first 5 to 10 years and then yearly after that. Um, if patients would like to learn more, you can always contact your local ophthalmologist or optometrist, or you can go to the ADA website, diabetes.org slash eye health. Dr. Randolph, thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio this morning. Quite informative, and I'm hoping that we'll have an opportunity to speak again. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Jessica Randolph. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio. Thank you.